guys, welcome back to Time with the Author. I am Shannon. And I'm Jill. And today we have a guest. We have my niece. My granddaughter. It is Kylie. Hi, Kylie. Hi. <laughs> welcome to the show, Kylie. So today we're going to be talking about emotions. And a scripture that I want to start with today is Psalm 35. And it says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Mm. And I like that because, you know, it really, it kind of just reminds us like that there's a time where we're going to be sad, but it's, you know, we're going to have joy come in too, and yes. it's going to be replaced with joy. So I, I, I like that. And I, I think that's something good to keep in mind with what we're going to be talking about today. Yep. And we're talking about emotions and obviously we all experience emotions for a lot of different reasons. And we're going to touch on different emotions that we walk through, and how do we put God as a part of our emotions. So let's start out with prayer. Father God, we come to you today and we thank you that we have an opportunity to freely talk about you. We don't know who's listening, Lord, but we pray that you send people to listen to this that can gain from it, that can gain knowledge of you, knowledge of your word, and how to apply you to our emotions, because you are a God of emotions, but you want us to learn how to control them and use them at the right opportunities. So we invite you today to speak through us, to use us for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, something that I was thinking when you were just starting before you prayed uh, was that something I think is good to keep in mind is that God always understands. He right. created us for one. Okay. Yes. But also, you know, it states in the Bible that he created us in his likeness. And then if you were to also look at Jesus's life, um, yeah, Jesus was in a human body and everything, but so then he experienced it. Mm -hmm. um, it said Jesus wept. Right. Um, he got angry. Yes, and, he did. And, you know, was upset with the way that people were treating his father's house and everything. Um, and obviously God is love. Right. You know, and that's something that will evoke emotions. So right. I think that that's really good to keep in mind that it's not like God just decided to put these traits in us and okay here let's see how that goes you know he knows he understands he really gets it and he planned it and he planned to be there for us in it well and he uses emotions for a lot of different reasons you know not just for feelings but also to recognize when there's something else going on mm -hmm. when we quickly react or we overreact with our emotions that includes us so kylie do you ever feel stuff you have emotions right yeah. Are you human? Do you have emotions? Yeah, right. <laughs> Everybody's got emotions and we want you to feel free to be able to share because we are here to be able to share with people and talk about how God can use our emotions and how can he can help us, you know, because I, I, I'll just share right off the bat that um, I haven't even gotten a chance to talk to you about this, but um, over the weekend we were at our lake house and it was um, looking on the weather like it was going to be very rainy. And I pray a lot of times and ask God, you know, to let it not rain just where I am. Because other people will say, well, it needs to rain, or I love rain, or we need rain. Well, I pray sometimes, God, please don't let it rain right where I am. You know, and you as a witness, right, Kylie, you've seen to where God has answered my prayers, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so but Lots of people have commented how weird it is that... It just won't happen around you. <laughs> right. And, and it's not that, I mean, of course, there's times it needs to rain, but sometimes when there's something going on, I want it to not rain. And this week in particular, two things. One, I kept quoting the scripture, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And I kept saying, God, that's a promise that you gave us. And 
I would repeat it all through the weekend. And then on Sunday, we had a bunch of people there knowing that there are some of the people that are absolute non-believers in the Lord. And um, I asked everybody, please agree, you know, that we're going to pray, that God will give us good weather. And it was off and on, Mm -hmm. you know, and I even in the prayer said, Lord, you said that if I delight in you, you will give me the desires of my heart. And I am asking you, the desire of my heart is for it to not rain so we can enjoy the day on this property. And it went off and on. And at the end of the day, I was seriously having emotions of being disappointed in Mm. God. And I really struggled with that. Like, that's so wrong. But as I kept studying and reading, I would see where um, God wants us to be real with our emotions. He wants us to let him know what we feel because God is all-knowing, of course. So if you feel something negative, he already knows it. He already knows that I was disappointed with the situation, and he already knows that I was disappointed that he didn't carry through in what I thought, my opinion, that it wasn't carried through with what I was feeling, what I wanted. And so the amazing thing was, is I had to walk through that. I had to ask God to forgive me that I wasn't carrying through with um, what my emotions were. But when I opened up the book that I'm reading, The Hearts of Fire, Mm -hmm. the page that I started on, that very day, Tuesday, that I sat down to read it, that very day I opened that page and right after I started the section that I was in, it had the scripture, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires oh of my heart. Goodness. And I just started crying because I said, God, I hear you. You're reminding me that you do answer my prayers. You are real, but you are in control. I'm not, and you're going to do it your way. So for whatever reason, You allowed it to rain some and to not rain some because you are the one that knows what is best and how things should be. So that's definitely an emotion that you feel. And sometimes there are emotions that are okay. And sometimes there are emotions that we need to address. Right. And I think it's good, you know, just in that particular situation, I think it's good to recognize that there's plans that God has for people. And Mm -hmm. I think that that can be so hard for us sometimes that God just show yourself and prove yourself that you are real to these people. And sometimes he has his own plan. And he said, uh, I, I know I've heard things about that. Like God's not going to just sit there and show off for people who absolutely refuse right. to recognize any other time that he's done things in their lives. Exactly. You know, and well, that um, was basically the message that God was sharing with me. And then you had to go through your emotions. Right. You know? He was, yeah, he was basically sharing with me individually and saying, you know, I'm not some magical God. I know that you trust me and I will do things for you, but I'm not going to just show up exactly what you just said just because you want me to prove to other people because to them, that's not going to make a difference. Right. You know, it's not going to make a difference. I've heard that. I don't remember if I've said that on here before, but I have heard that in debates where um, people who are atheists, don't believe in God, um, they have literally even said, you know, uh, somebody said, "What what would it take for you to believe? And they said... God would have to show up right in front of me. And they said, you know what? No, not even then. Nope. And, you know, I, I, that really made me realize something right there that, wow, some people have really decided so much that God knows. God knows what's going on in their heart. And somebody exactly. right there, you know, that I heard, they verbalized it. Right. That it's not going to do that. And so, you know, the, and the enemy's going to try to use that too, which I'm sure you went through, that the enemy's going to try to use that like, see, you shouldn't have prayed out like that in front of everybody. Exactly. You know, that's something natural. We think, man, if I sit here and 
say it in front of everybody and it doesn't work out, I'm going to look like a fool. Right. Well, but you know what? I mean, God wants us to remember that he's we're not control. the fool if we're the one <laughs> believing in him right. when it's so obvious that he's there. It's so funny that you picked the word fool because, Kylie, since you're sitting here, you need to help us out. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 11 says what? Can you read it for us, please? A fool always loses his temper, but a wise man holds it back. Amen. So a fool loses his temper so that when we lose our temper, it's saying that we're not being wise. Please. There's another proverb, um, 27, verse 19, that says, and this is awesome. Think about this. Kylie, I want you to think about this, okay? As in water, face reflects face. So in other words, if you look at water, you'll see your face, right? It'll reflect mm -hmm. your face, right? Like a mirror. Yeah. So the heart of man reflects man. So what do you think that means? Let's go back again. When you look in the water, your face is reflected. You'll see your face because it reflects the face that it's looking at, right? Yeah. So if the Bible says, so the heart of man reflects man. So what do you think that means? What is your heart showing? What does your face show? If you're angry and you look in the water, what's it going to show? What kind of face? Your angry face. An angry face. So if in your heart you're angry, what is that going to show about you? An angry heart. Okay. So if you have something in you that you've never forgiven, like somebody that you've never forgiven, or you have something that's bothering you that you never talked to anybody about, what's your heart going to show? You might not have to use your words, but what's your heart going to show towards people? Anger. Anger or sometimes sadness. Yeah. Have you ever looked at somebody and you don't even know why they're sad, but they always have like a sad look or they always have an angry look about them when they talk? Mm -hmm. That can happen. Or just even sometimes, like you'll just see sometimes that they have that kind of a sad look. Like it shows what they're feeling inside, right? Or sometimes it's not a big deal that, of what's going on. And all of a sudden you look at that person because they're getting really angry and you're like, whoa, what are they so angry? We experience angry? that a lot, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> We whoa, see that a lot. What are they so angry about? This situation shouldn't even make them that angry. But when those types of things happen, that means that there's something deep down inside that they haven't taken care of. You know, it's like a broken arm that never got fixed. They just left it broken. And that's not good. Right? Amen? A broken mm -hmm. arm that's never gotten fixed? That'd be crazy. Can you imagine walking around with a broken arm and just leaving it broken? The thing is, is when it's, on the out, when it's on the outside, we see it. We know something needs to be done. It's visible. You got a big gash in the side of your face or your nose is off to the side. We notice it. So we're like, whoa, <laughs> you need to go to the doctor. But unfortunately, a lot of times we ignore what's going on on the inside of our heart. Our emotions are messed up because we haven't forgiven somebody. We got hurt. We're not letting it go. So now we don't want to make friends. We don't want to um, get married. We don't want to have a relationship because we've been so hurt. Somebody died. Now we're so angry with God because why'd you take that person away from me? And you don't get over it. And the thing is, is when it's on the inside, we ignore it a lot of times. And we feel like we can try to hide it, shove it down. Um, and that's that's not so easy because a lot of times it'll just kind of bubble up on its own. That's no exactly. Fun. So I last time I shared, um, 
my whole process and issue with like how I was so anxious and worried and, you know, all those emotions. Um, what is some, you know, I shared about what I, what I did to try to help fix that, how to help get over that. Um, Kylie, what are some things that you try to do if you're upset, mad, um, or even really happy? What do you, like, what do you do? I don't, what do you do if you're how angry? Do you, how do you get rid of the anger? You don't? You just keep letting it stay there? You like it? Feels good? <laughs> <laughs> I just try to, like, not focus on it. Kind of. mm -hmm. So I don't, like... What do you distract yourself with? TikTok? Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doing things on my phone. Just watching but does that, make it, does that make it really go away or just for the moment? Does it make it go away for good? Mm -hmm. Yes or no? Kind of. Uh, no, maybe not. Well, what's a better answer of what we could do when we feel like a strong emotion instead of just trying to ignore it, push it away, do something else? What would be a, a really good thing? Who gave you your emotions? Who created you with emotions? God. Say it more clearly so everybody can hear you. God. God created you with your emotions. So who should you go to about your emotions that made them, that knows more than anybody else about emotions? God. God. Exactly. So when we struggle with something, we should turn to the one that made us, right? Because if you created some really cool Lego set or some really cool computer and you're the one that created it and, and somebody else is using it, who would they go to if something went wrong with it that they would say, I can't figure this out, but I know who to go to. Who would they go to? Me. You, because you created it. So if anything goes wrong in our lives, who should we go to that created us? God. God. That's the final answer. We should always go to God because he's the one that made us. It says in Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 10, So, remove grief and anger from your heart. Put away pain from your body because childhood and the prime of life are fleeting. So the only way that we can do that is to turn it over to God. Amen? Amen. Amen. I like this scripture here in um, Psalm 57, 2. It, it's from the message. I call out to high God, the God who holds me together. He sends orders from heaven and saves me. God delivers generous love. He makes good on his word. And I think that's that's so good. You know, I, I have actually an interesting situation that I went through. Because you know how you were talking about um, giving control over to the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I just remembered when we were talking about doing this episode, I remembered the situation where somebody had really hurt my feelings. Okay. Okay. They, they broke up with me and <laughs> uh, I, it definitely happened. So I said to God, I was like really overly emotional. Not like I wasn't being all crazy. You know right, what I mean? Like, but right. on the inside, it was just very overwhelming. I was very upset and I was driving. And I remember saying to God, <laughs> which stupidly, my humanly flesh, flesh uh, regretted saying this, but I said to God, if this is meant to be, if this is, the, if this is going the way that you want it to, God, make me stop crying because I can't take this anymore. I it just, I don't want to cry anymore. Yeah. Because it, it was just, it was so much crying, emotions, whatever. And I literally stopped crying right in that moment and could not even try to get myself oh, sad enough to cry again. I did. I told you guys about that. I could not make myself cry again. And it it made me kind of laugh 
like, oh, I guess that was my answer, you know? But at the same time, you know, I, just for some reason, and, I, and I've tried to talk to my students about this too, I'm sure you've heard me say this, that our flesh so badly wants to wallow in our negative emotions. Right. We really like to sit in those positive emotions too, but for some reason when those negative emotions come, uh, and, and something that I feel like I've kind of figured out about it is that we feel like we're trying, we're, we're doing something about it, like we're fixing it. And I've talked about that with anxiety. That like we feel like we're actually trying to put forth effort towards it when we are feeling it and like just kind of sitting in it, thinking over it. Um, and it's just like we've got to hand it over to God. We can really get stuck in that. Oh, yeah. You know, and we can get into uh, even worse, a woe is me. <laughs> you know, I think it's it's really also good. Something else that can help your emotions is opening up your eyes to the world around you. You know, if you're kind of stuck in, oh, man, this happened to me. This is what's going on to me. I've definitely found some comfort. <laughs> it sounds so bad if I word it like this. In other people's suffering. <laughs> but, you know, to where it's like. But in a good way. Yeah. that We look at it and like, we understand I that I'm blessed. Yeah. yeah. I haven't gone through those things. You know, and, and don't get us wrong. We're not saying there's anything wrong with f those emotions because God created those emotions. The sadness, the happiness, all the good and the bad. Because he will use all of it. Mm -hmm. You know, the Bible says in, I believe it's Psalm 56, he says that he collects our tears in a bottle. And so that means that they must be very important to him. Mm -hmm. You know, so we don't want to dismiss emotions, but we want to make sure that we don't stay stuck in the negative ones. Also, if you want to read Psalms and read all the things David wrote, one key thing about your emotions is, he went through a lot of negative feelings because Saul was chasing after to kill him. You know, so many things he was sending men after to, to, to end his life. So he had a lot of negative emotions. But one thing I loved, you'll read the negative, him down, him sad. Where are you, God? You've left me alone. All these different things. But he will always end it with the positive that God, you are glorious. You are gracious. You are always there. You are great and mighty. He will always end with the positive that he will never forget the goodness of God. The other part is God knows who we are. We can't hide our emotions from him. We can't think, oh, I'm not going to feel that because I don't want God to know I feel like that. He already knows. Mm -hmm. He wants us to be real with him. Any good relationship is real and evident, very much out there. Lay it out on the table. You know, Psalm Chapter 26, verse 2 says, Examine me, O Lord, and try me. Test my mind and my heart. We need to let God examine us. Every once in a while, if, if I'll say to God, Show me, Lord, if there's anything that I, that I need to give to you that I need to be forgiven of or ask you for forgiveness. You know, we need to let him examine our hearts and our minds to make sure that we stay pure. I have a question for Kylie. Kylie. If God were to make it to where Christians experience nothing bad, what do you think our interactions, like how we would be with other people, be like? Like if we go around somebody who's not Christian and they're going through stuff, what do you think that would be like? Do you think we would maybe even care? No. You, you don't think we would care about what other people are going through? If, 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 if our life was basically perfect, if like, like we're a Christian, oh, right. God um, makes it to where no suffering comes to us, mm -hmm. what would that be like? 
I mean, I feel like there would be definitely some people who are like, oh, my gosh, you've got to become a Christian. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> like, you've well, got to yeah. become a Christian because life is perfect, you know. I feel like it's it's a great testimony of, you know, you've got to become a Christian because, you know, how you suffer. But well, why I suffer too and I go to God. Why would you need God if everything was perfect? Well, I'm saying if God made it perfect for us. I think well, we, we, okay, so uh, if for instance, when you're talking about that. I guess you can refer to Adam and Eve because they did, they did have perfection in the Garden of Eden. Well, but then they were able to have yeah. God walking right with them, but they still sinned. They still sinned. Always, you know, when, whenever, um, uh, like, uh, oh, what happened with the Israelites that was where they were moaning and groaning? When they were out in the desert? I mean, God even provided. Yeah, God even provided. Uh, Manna. Yeah, the food for them. And they still were being nitpicky about it. Well, another thing <laughs> that I've always wondered, if you want to talk about that for a second, is they were there for 40 years. Mm. Okay. So imagine if the three of us, well, we're grown, but let's say um, along with your two little ones, okay, and Kylie, and we're all walking there for 40 years. They become grown-ups in the time of but just... what happens with their clothes and their shoes? Right. God had to be providing a bunch of different things for them. Or leaves. <laughs> or leaves. Were there trees? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but my point is there had to be more provision made for them right. than what is exactly there. And they still didn't trust that. They still complained. We as humans with our flesh, human nature wants to think negative. And they had just gotten out of slavery. They, right. that, that's what I was trying to think of. They had just gotten out of slavery. Then they complained, we might as well be back there. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then they so sad. Um, they even start they, they were released from slavery. God provided for them. All that. They then start worshiping a statue. Right. You know, it's like it doesn't go well for us humans to have everything going well for us humans. Right. Because you know? then we just start getting spoiled. and Yeah, they barely had things going well and they yeah. were already complaining. You know, because well, so that's what I was trying to say. Imagine if we had things perfect, we'd start to most likely maybe forget about God. Right. I mean, the Israelites were... In that in that time, they were a, a good example of that. You know, right. easily forgetting about God. I mean, they constantly oh, forgot yeah. about God, what He did for them, and would move on to other things. Um, and not, not only that, but you know, a lot of people would tend to get stuck in their own. Well, everything's great for me, so I don't care about what it is like for other people. Right. Well, let me jump in there because I heard a teaching, uh, Kenneth Hagen, I believe it was many many years ago, and I'll never forget it because it's all PPP. Okay, promise, problem, provision. God will give you a promise. Then the problems will rise up. Depending on how you handle the problems, you will or will not get to the provision. So think about the Israelites. God gave them a promise that they would make it to the land of milk and honey. The problem started where they got stuck in the desert. Some of them got to go in to the got the provision, got to go into the land of milk and honey, and some died off before. But it's amazing that that is the way that our life is. I just ministered to that to somebody today that we've got to remember that when you're stuck in the problem, don't forget the promise that was given to you. Mm -hmm. You've got to hold tight to the promise. And, and this here fits exactly with what you're talking about. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 26 says, He who trusts 
in his own heart is a fool. Mm. But he who walks wisely will be delivered. And where's the only place we can get wisdom is from the Lord. But let me read that again. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 26. He who trusts in his own heart, which they did that while they were in the desert, and we do that when we think we know what's right, we think we know what's best. God, I need you to get it to stop raining for the whole day so we can have a great day. (laughs) And and we're asking for something, but we think that that's the best way that's going to make a great day. Mm -hmm. He who trusts in his own heart is a fool, but he who walks wisely will be delivered. Now, let me clarify, that does not mean that I can't ask God for something. Mm -hmm. But if it doesn't go my way, exactly, I can't become a little spoiled brat and say, why didn't you give me what I wanted, God? God, you always stop the rain for me. Right, exactly. (laughs) And my biggest disappointment was not because I don't trust God. And that's what God said to me. I did it my way. I know that you do not turn your back on me, that you will still love me. You will still trust me and you will still have faith in me. But I want to do things my way. Okay, so. God wants to have his own way. I wasn't disappointed thinking that God's not real because he didn't do it or now you've let me down. It was more, God, I wanted you to use that to show these people that you are real and that your word is true. That's not have been the time. Exactly. Because God's going to do it the way he wants. He will reach those people the way he wants to reach them. Amen. Amen. That's true. And you know, when you talk about not trusting in your own heart, it's, it reminds me of how God loves to use those. It's good to remember for everybody. God loves to use those who are not great at things. Right. In the beginning, you know, they're not perfect at something or whatever. They have to rely on God because just like how, you know, the Israelites forgot God. And we talked about, you know, don't don't forget God is there. Amen. That's, it's so easy for somebody who can do it all by themselves, you know, uh, or at least they think they do. They, you know, they uh, can easily forget that. Okay, I need to make sure that I'm doing what God wants me to do. Because right. how often are you going to go to God and say, "God, what do you want me to do about this?" If you're feeling like, "Oh, everything's going great," um, you know, I'm accomplishing this. I'm succeeding at this. It's it's totally fine. You would not feel like, "God, I need your help." Um, am I on the right path? Right. How do I get back on the right path? What, what do you want me to do for these people or this thing that I'm doing or whatever? Yeah. We you need know, to stay conscious. We're supposed, yeah, we're supposed to be consulting him, and if we, God's not gonna, you know, he's not gonna go for the person who's the expert. He's gonna go for somebody who needs to rely on him, like Moses. I might have said this before, but that's why I love to use the title Lord with God, is because when you think of somebody. In the past, you know, in the um, whatever days you would know it, they were called better than me. But in the ancient times, they would, if they called them Lord, that meant they totally surrendered their life into that person's hands. They did not make a move. They did not do anything without saying, Lord, what would you have me do? And that person reigned over them. That exactly. Lord reigned over them. And so they would get instructions and then they would go about and do exactly what they're told. They would not argue about it. They would not say, but wait a minute, I have a better idea. I think it should go this way. <laughs> they totally humbled themselves and submitted to whatever the Lord told them to do. And that's the way we need to live our lives with God. We need to totally surrender and trust that he knows best. He created us. He knows everything. He's already set our journey out before us. Now people say, God already designed my life. Well, he designed a path, but we still have free will to either stay on that path or get out of that right. path. I kind of see myself like as if I'm zigzagging in. <laughs> 
on and off the path. <laughs> yeah, well, we do that at times, but we need to stay on it. It's Psalm so chapter 62, verse 8 says, Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. A refuge is a hiding place, a place where you can go and stay safe at all times. There's another scripture that I want to share from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. When I was a child, I used to speak like a child, think like a child, reason like a child. When I became a man, I did away with childish things. That brings me to a memory of thinking when somebody asked me, um, why is it you don't constantly pause now and ask God about every little step you take? Well, because it's just like with your parents. As you get older, you already know the rules. You know what your parents right. want you to do and what you, they don't want you to do. You don't mm-hmm. have to run back to mommy every second and say, now, mommy, is that okay for me to do? When they were little, they were right there with mommy. You were never allowed to be out of mommy's sight because mommy was guiding you and showing you and directing you, mommy and daddy. As you got older, you're supposed to know the rules and the par- your parents can release you to be out on your own, more independent. It's the same way with our walk with God. The more we grow and the more we know him and we know his voice and his ways, we can be released on our own because God knows that we know how to follow his ways. That's right. So what about you? What do you do? What are your steps and everything? What's that formula you've gotten used to of like how to deal with emotions? How to deal with my emotions? I just tried to immediately turn them over to God. As soon as I recognized, because I kept saying, God, what is it I'm feeling that's happened? And I realized that I was disappointed that things didn't go the way I wanted to. Then I immediately turned that emotion over to God and I said, forgive me, Lord, for feeling disappointed because you are my God. You are in control. You know what's best. Philippians chapter 4, verse 7, this is one I stand on as much as possible. The peace of God that surpasses all comprehension will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We can have peace in God if we recognize that God's in control, hand everything over to him, because our situation might tell us that things don't look good, things don't look like I'm going to be okay, things don't look the way I want them to look, but if we call on the Lord, his peace can surpass. That means go way past whatever it is we're feeling and can guard our hearts and our minds in him. You made me think of a scripture that uh, when I watch the movie, it really speaks to me. I think this is something that can be really important and put towards dealing with our emotions. Something to remember. So Moses, you know, we've talked about that he had struggled with um, his speaking and everything. He said, I am slow of speech and tongue. And I remember in the movie, it was so powerful because, you know, obviously somebody acted it out doing the voice, uh, the movie Prince of Egypt. And, but in the scripture, I was looking for the scripture for a second. The Lord said to him, who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. And I love in the movie, um, he, it was, uh, they used a light that like um, got brighter and dimmer, you know, because it was the burning bush. But mm-hmm. it, it, it like kind of moved with God speaking. Right. And it just, it blasted and was like, who made man's mouth? You know, and it was just so powerful. 
Um, kudos to Val Kilmer there. But, yes. um, but you know, I just, I thought that was so good that, you know, who made our emotions? Who made, who designed us? Because everybody's different in right. what triggers them, in, in what, you know, because of also what we've been through. God knows, like, what... Um, what really bothers us most or what really makes us most happy, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. God made all of that. Who did that? The Lord. Amen. You know, he did that. And so, you know, that's like how you said that that's who you would go to. Right. You know, if that's who made it, if that's who designed it, whatever, that's who we go to. And I think that that's, if there's anything you're going to take away from what we're saying is that God is the one that designed our emotions, designed who we are as people, how we function. Go to the creator and maker. Right. Go to him. He knows what we're going through. He knows before we bring it to him, but he wants us to say it. He wants us to right. bring It's also good for us to even well, because then we think recognize it through. It. Ver- yeah, verbalize. Sometimes when we're bringing that to God, we we get our eyes opened up by him even more of what's going on. Why, why did we react this way? Right. You know, I, I know everybody I'm sure goes through as a child that somebody says, well, why? Or why did, why did you do that? Whatever. And then you have that moment of, Huh, I'm not really sure why that made me so mad or why I reacted that way or, you know, whatever. Um, but we need to grow up learning to recognize it. And if we weren't brought up that way, we need to start growing up that way in the Lord that God made us with emotions, but he does not want our emotions to control us. And we need to start pinning down, why am I reacting that way? Mm-hmm. Why am I so angry about that? There's got to be something deeper in in that situation. And we need to remember that there is a scripture that says, be angry, but do not sin. So God says it's okay to have the emotions, but don't let those emotions control you to where you are walking down the wrong pathway. And, you know, of course, I mean, we're never going to tell anybody, don't go get help. (laughs) You know, we're saying that God is a help, but, you know, obviously... If you need more professional help uh, uh, to go along with that, there's definitely Christian psychiatrists and things like that that you have tools to go to, um, you know, for for way more serious things and stuff that you that you feel like might be that serious that you need to go to. Right. Never hurts. Never hurts to go talk to somebody, especially someone who's going to remind you to go to God. You know, are you bringing that to God? It's I, we've talked about that before that it takes it takes training. You know. Right. You Amen. don't just you don't just say okay, I, I'm a Christian. And now I'm just going to give everything over to God every time I feel anything, experience anything, and whatever. It takes it takes training. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe you were like that. I feel like you were like that. No, stop saying <laughs> I know that. We went, I know we went over that. But anyways, uh, the, the scripture, real quick, I just wanted to let you know for anybody that wants to look it up and read around that. Exodus 4, 11 is where God was talking to Moses about um, who who was it that made everything. So we thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Kylie, for being a guest. Thank you for joining us, Kylie. Did you enjoy hearing all this? No? Okay. (laughs) I'm just kidding. You're not responding. Did you enjoy it? I thought she was going to say something else. No, did you enjoy it? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I'm just messing with you. Um, So thank you so much for listening, and we hope you guys um, have a great day, and I will close with a prayer. And we hope to hear from you sometime. We haven't heard from anybody, but we're just going to keep encouraging guys in that, that if you listen to our podcast, please share, you know, if you enjoyed it or you didn't enjoy it, something positive or negative so we know where to go from here. Yeah, I would love to have feedback from somebody of like, 
that there's something that we haven't touched on and right. that that's something that they would really love to hear our opinion about. Maybe, maybe you just don't want to hear our opinions, but or maybe really they haven't to gotten to the end of the podcast where we ask for opinions. Oh, right, right. Come on, guys. You can listen to the whole thing. You can make it. I'm sorry we make it so long, but, you know, we en- we enjoy talking and giving our, our opinions, our advice, and our experiences. But um, for those of you who are here at this point, at 36 minutes later, we appreciate it. And yes. our email is timewiththeauthor at yahoo.com. If you're having trouble spelling it, it's on the name of our podcast. <laughs> Death knows some of you guys. All you right. guys be blessed, and let's close with prayer. Yes. Lord, we thank you so much. We thank you so much for all the revelations that you bring to us and that you're there to guide us in all of our emotions. I pray, Lord, that as we come to you with any of our troubles, that we would hear you clearly, Lord. Yes, Lord. That we would have you to guide us through our emotions and through our situations. And I pray, Lord, that you would also guide Kylie, our guest today, and guide us all, Lord. Be with us. We invite you into our homes, into our lives, into our minds and hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You guys take care. Hope to hear from you, and you will hear from us another time. Thank you. Bye. Say bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye.